0: Hey everybody, welcome back. My name is Jared and this is a how to study the Bible course. This is gonna be a session over application. So we've talked about observation and what that is. We've talked about interpretation and what that is, and now we're gonna talk about application and what this is. The videos before all of these about the, the, the kind of the groundwork of getting through this course is one, we wanted to talk about the basic Bible overview about just what's in the Bible, how it's what was it made up of, who wrote it? Um, and then we moved on to the subject of the canon process as well as translations and how did I get the English Bible and have so much access to it today? Then we moved into a process of just uh, this question of of why should we study it? if I have this knowledge of it, if I have access to it, then why not study it um, except we find out that we're in a world that's pretty biblically illiterate. And uh, so it's important for us to, but to have the right heart posture in coming to that. Um, next, we moved on to talk about just this process of uh, the inductive Bible study method. In video four, or in session four, we, we kind of started off just laying the groundwork of what it looks like to be this kind of student. We want to find out all we can, and so there's a little bit of work that we have to do before we can start doing this more heavy lifting. It would be like the, um, the stretching before you start working out or the warmups before you start working out. Uh, that's finding out basic background information. That's really digging deeper into uh, the context of the world. It's, it's even just reading the text, praying through it. Um, and then we can start this process of what it looks like to be inductive Bible study students. So uh, the video five, what we talked about is observation. Observation is looking, looking, looking at the text until you start to see what's actually in the text. You gather as many observations as you can to really start to build a case. During the observation process, it's not its not asking any questions of the text. You're not asking what this means. You're not asking, I wonder what that was about. You know, you're just looking at the the content in the text. Next, you can start asking that question in the interpretation stage. That was the, the video six that we were just on where we we asked heavier questions that will help kind of dig deeper by looking at our observations the more observations we have gives us more questions to ask about the text Uh, it really begins to open up and kind of peel back what might be buried in there um, to find out what the interpretation is now just real quick when we talk about interpretation there is only one interpretation that is correct Uh, if i was writing a letter to someone right now and i say this is my point that i'm trying to make then that's the point I'm trying to make, and there might be some things that could be weaved into that, and that you could pull from. But we're trying to get to that one interpretation. For for example, if Paul was writing to this church that's existed two thousand years ago, and we don't have any anybody that we can interview or talk to that was you know ancestors of people from that church, like we're trying to find, uh, get to the point as close as we can of what Paul might have been trying to say to these people. So the more observations you have, the more interpretation questions you ask and maybe have better answers to, leading us to this application process. Now, if interpretation has one right interpretation, whereas application has uh, so many more, um, you and I can read the the same text and we could come out of it with two different uh, ways to apply it. Maybe not two different interpretations, because that's not what we're after. We're after the ways that I need to apply it. So I listen to the Holy Spirit. I listen to what He might be uh, communicating to me. I think, I meditate, I pray through it, and, and then I begin to apply ap- apply this text to my, word, uh, to my world. That is application. We're going to talk more about that, but before we do, let's start off with a word of prayer, and I'm going to give you some advice and tips on what it looks like to uh, uh, go through this process of application. Lord, thank you so much for today and uh, just the, the joy that it is to be able to study your, your words. We ask that as we do and as we become these kind of students, that this would be the point that we make it to. Not just to be hearers of the word, like it says in the book of James, but instead to be doers of the word. Lord, we need your help with that. There's so much of scripture that we read that we we understand that we need to change. We understand that we need to live a little bit differently than we maybe naturally want to live and uh, we need your spirit to help us get there so would you give us uh that encouragement that we need the boost that we need would you just lead us in the right direction today even as we think about what it looks like to apply uh scripture to our lives be with us in jesus name amen okay so um today this is the last portion what we're going to do probably after this maybe if there's a demand for it, of um, if we can't meet together anytime soon, we'll do some like maybe workshops or maybe live Zoom calls or something just to kind of help you out. If that's something that you're interested in, just email me or get in touch with uh, any of us at the church and, and talk to us about it. We'd love to help out with that. So when it comes to application, um, there can there's a danger in just reading, opening up the text and just reading the scriptures and uh jumping from what we see in the text and immediately to the application of how we do this. That's why there's, these steps are important because to break them down and break them apart of what it looks like to just observe, just to see it. And then to ask the questions that will help me understand what I'm seeing and then to go, okay, Lord, what are you, what are you communicating here to me today? Uh, Otherwise, if we just jump from one step to another, or if we just go, okay, well, what does this mean? We skip all the observation stuff and we just ask, what does this mean? And then we go, well, what does this mean for me? Because obviously I came to the Bible to, to gain something from it. Um, that can really lead us into some just wacky thoughts. And you think about uh, church history, you think about even churches today, I'm sure that are in existence that have just read something a little bit. Badly, I guess, would be the right way to say it. Or maybe they applied it differently because they um, had this crazy thought. You know, it's it's just a danger when it comes to studying the Bible. We want to we want to pull the truth out so that we can apply the truth to our lives and not just something that I kind of made up in my mind. Um, so, with that in being said, application is looking at the text and ultimately beginning to ask that question after you've done this work what does this mean to me and how do i apply it to my life how do i respond to the things that i'm reading so application is the goal of bible study this is uh, an important thing to know um, i'm not reading it to just gain more knowledge remember i said something in one of the previous sessions that it's it's not that we become smarter at at the way we sin or the way we live life, it's its so that we transform to become like Jesus. And that should be the goal is that when I come to the text, I want to apply it and I want to change and I want to be different because uh, Jesus has called us to be different. He's called us to be holy. I mean, you can go all the way back to the Old Testament and read that in Leviticus. It's all over the place that we are supposed to be a little, not a little, we're supposed to be a lot different than the the world, the nations that are all around us, right? So application means that we investigate our lives to see how we match up to what God is saying. Um, again, let me, read the, let me just read this quote to you. The Bible was not written to satisfy your curiosity, but to help you conform to Christ's image. Not to make you a smarter sinner, but to make you like the Savior. Not to fill your head with a collection of biblical facts, but to transform your life. So application becomes the, so what? what do I do now? Uh, part of the Bible study. after we've interpreted, after we've observed we can ask this question of so what and so I want to give you guys some examples of um, questions to ask First, um, to know that in your Bible study and in the scripture there's going to be something called the timeless truth and this is what we're after. this is what we've we've really done the work for because I want to know um, I want to know what the deep truth in this. And so I might have a different way of saying it than you would, but we can read scripture and we can ask a few questions of it uh, to get to that point. Basically, a timeless truth is something that's timeless and something that's true. And the only things that I know to compare myself to something timeless and true are God himself and God's word and God's message of what he's trying to communicate with me. So... If I want to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word I'm gonna find and seek and uncover what that timeless truth is and then I'm gonna ask questions like this how does this truth apply to my life today and uh, so here's the deal I've taught a lot of students i've I've been able to be in this rodeo for a while and, and kind of see the difference uh, differences between students that are very general you know and and they'll say something like Uh, timeless truth out of this passage is that God is love that's very timeless very true Um, however there is uh, another part where you ask okay so what does that timeless truth mean to my life and they go well God is love and so I should trust God that he loves me again very very good very uh, general Um, We're looking for something more specific. I want to know, okay, what does it mean when I think about God is love, when I meditate on that, when I pray about that, what is the, the thing that God is asking me to do with that timeless truth? So you could ask more questions like this. In view of these truths, what changes would I make to my life? How do I plan on carrying out these changes? Uh, being specific in those things too. I, I wanna commit myself to these changes and I wanna pray to the Lord and just say, Lord, here, here's where I'm at. I read that you are love. I see that I'm not loving uh, people because I'm, I'm rooted in you and you've called me to do this. And you, and you see, you can begin to uncover things that might need to come out of you more than just the general God is love and therefore I'm gonna trust that he loves me. You know." Uh, Again, that's a great thing, and that might be exactly what the Lord's telling you to do. Um, However, we want to learn and uncover and ask questions more and more deeper, deeper. You think of like the the child in the first few years of their life when they are growing 25% faster than, or 25 times faster than uh, an adult because they're asking better questions, more questions all the time. And uh, this idea is not a bad idea for us to do either. Um, so let's see, there are more. Um, you could ask, what am I to believe? I read this text. What is this text? What is this truth um, asking me to believe today? Are there things that I need to change that I previous, previously believed? Are there attitudes or actions that I need to change in my life? How does this truth encourage me? Um, what areas am I specifically encouraged to grow in? How? Uh, what do I see about the character of God or what aspect of God's character is speaking to me right now through this text? Um, you could look at, uh, are there actions that I need to carry out from this? What are, what does this have to say about me? Can I apply this to my life now? How does this work in my life? How can I practice biblical truth in my day-to-day life? How does this truth affect not only me, but also the church and families and education and governments and the social uh dynamics of of life and justice and injustice i mean all of these things come out when we start to look into okay well god what what's the depth of what you're trying to get me to right now because i could stay surface level and we're always going to be more prone to want to stay surface level but when you take something you've done the hard work of observation seeing what's in the text you've done the hard work of asking good questions to get you to understand what's being said in the text And then you go, okay, well, what does this mean for someone who read it? The original reader, original hearer. And you might have a great answer for that. It might be pretty deep of like, okay, you know, Philemon, the book of Philemon was challenged to uh, not have a slave anymore and instead uh, forgive this guy. And and like you you could see it written in there, but then you might get to that point and go like, well, God is asking me to do the same thing. Um, what does that look like to, to be living in my life today? And, and as if this letter was written to me, then I can start asking that application process of like, what do I do from here? And so application is great. It's also challenging and it should be because we don't want to just be half heartedly challenged by something that we read in Scripture and be like, ah. Oh, the, the reality of it is, is we all know we should eat better, right? Like, you know that you should be on a good diet, that you should exercise more, that you should wash your hands, that you should take care of your stuff, you know, like all of these things um, are realities. You know them as truth. However, application is the point of taking that truth and taking it to your life and going, here's where I'm not doing that and here's where I should do that. It's the discipline that it takes to start eating better and saying no to these other things that might we might be prone towards. Again, you can say surface level, and you can say this is this is a great truth that I know that I should be living by, and then the difference is is actually living by, it, actually doing it. Um, so, with that, there there might be things that you could pull out uh, as well. You have a truth, and you go, okay, is there any character that I, I identify with? Like, how did they respond to the teachings of Jesus or the the commands of God or the the things that were being said to the the people of Israel at the time they were in exile or in the wilderness or in captivity, uh, as slaves in Egypt. Are there people that I could identify with maybe the doubts that they had, or maybe the, the, the extreme faith that they had, how did they respond? Because I can look at them as an example and then apply that to my own life of like, okay, let's make those applicable, uh, steps, those practical steps to get to a good application point. So, uh, what can you learn from that character's life? So what were their responses? Um, is there uh, a certain book in the Bible that really coincides with where you're at with your relationship with the Lord? Um, you know, find those things and kind of really investigate them and then really hold that as a mirror to your own life and say, okay, what, what do I need to do now to, uh, to see that life change happen? So, um, Here's a few mistakes that people make when it comes to application process. Uh, there is a mistake that we often make that we mis- we we mistake interpretation for application. So we go, well, what does this mean? And then we just kind of leave it there. And we think that's enough. I don't really need to move on from here. Uh, we have an emotional response to a biblical truth that, you know, God is love. He loves me. He doesn't want me to have enemies anymore you know I need to forgive the people that have hurt me and wronged me and, and I need to say I'm sorry to those who have that I have wronged and we have this emotional response yet uh, there's no follow-through in that you know for example in me that even speaks to me right now there's a an event that go, that's going on in the world that I won't mention but um, it recently was found out that's a major injustice that's happened and I can have this response it's pretty emotional for me just to go ah I'm angry about that you know um, the difference would be is like, God, where are you asking me to step out and be someone of courage and be someone of justice? Uh, my, if my studies led me to that point, if I'm reading something about, uh, Jesus calling out and flipping tables about the injustice in the world and, uh, within the, the, the nation during that time when Jesus was in the temple, um, you know, that would be my application point of like, OK, what are the what are the things in my life now that I need to really step into and not just, re, you know, have an emotional response of like, you know, this is making me angry. Why am I why am I seeing this in the world? But instead to continue to let that work of the scriptures work of what I know about God's truth, about how he's a God of justice. How do I let that continue to wash over me and change me and shape me instead of just being an emotional response of like, man, this is terrible. Uh, and then tomorrow forgetting about it. So frustration may develop um, from not seeing quick results in, in, and changes in one's lives. This is one of the, the, the things that we need to be aware of and warned by. That as you apply scripture and as you move towards that application process, you might go, okay, well, I'm I'm reading about this character, his story, I'm reading about her story, I'm reading about their trust that they had in the Lord. I, I've made it to a good point of of timeless truth that I can just hold on to that this is timeless and true. And then I go to a point where it's like, I've I've been, here's my practical application in that. I'm gonna really try to speak truth and love and uh, you know, be with people and tell people the gospel. And my life is gonna change instantaneously. And the frustration that develops is we find out that just like you're not gonna be a Bible uh, scholar overnight, you're also uh, probably gonna take, it's gonna take time to see application uh, come and have the, the fruit that you're looking for. So those are just some things to be warned by. Um, let's see if there's more questions you could ask during application. Uh, Is there an example for me to follow? Is there a sin for me to avoid, a promise for me to claim, a prayer for me to repeat? Is there a command for me to obey? Is there a condition for me to meet? Is there a verse that I need to memorize? Is there an error that I need to mark? Uh, What doctrines and truths does this passage teach me? What theological errors is it exposing within me or within the the church I'm at or the world I'm in? all these things are gonna just help us get to the point of life change. Go deep, ask questions, and I hope that's something that you've learned through all this. Why is this in the Bible? Why is it important for me to read? Because if you go back and remember some of the things I've said earlier, we have this book that everything that's written in it is enough for us to know exactly what God wants us to know about Him. All this truth has been revealed to us, and, and parts of that we just need to trust uh that that's that's what's in there um and two these things are going to lead us to deeper uh, parts in our relationship with him and so we want to ask these deep questions we want to keep digging we want to keep going after these truths that are in there um so that we can apply and become the people that he has us be by just looking and reading and spending time with his word and with him so there are no substitutes for application um Don't substitute interpretation for application. It's uh, the warning is, is that we, we long to know because knowledge is power, Um, but it's not about who knows it all. And it's not about the people that, uh, for example, I read something yesterday that God doesn't really call the people that have it all theologically correct. Although that's a really good thing. He also, uh, you primarily see him throughout scriptures, calling the people that are humble right? Just enough to follow him and faithful enough to just go after him. And uh, so it's not necessarily just about the the knowledge that we obtain or that we have, although that is a beautiful thing and we should. Um, but uh, Luke six forty six says this, why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do what I tell you? That is uh, a highlighted thing in my life that I'm a Bible student. I'm a worship leader. I love Jesus so much. And, um, he's calling not only his disciples out, but also us out to say, listen, why do you, why do you call me Lord, but you're not willing to do what I say? You know, uh, it's important things to think about like that. Uh, so knowledge, rec- uh, creates responsibility. So as we grow and as we learn, it creates a responsibility. James four seventeen says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is a sin. Um, you know, what are you going to do with the things that you're learning and pulling from? You you have this great application. You have this great timeless truth. You have a, a great way to step into it now for you to not do that. Is that wrong for you? Um, and, and so knowledge creates that responsibility. Um, don't substitute superficial obedience so to um, substantial life change. Uh, we kind of talked about that earlier just with... Um, an emotional response but to say it again we we often overlook our blind spots and our junk it's always for somebody else you know um this application this timeless truth oh my gosh i really wish so and so could hear this right now because they need to change their lives so don't uh, substitute superficial obedience or uh, neglect the fact that this could be for you as well um don't substitute rationalization for repentance uh, the moment truth gets too close, too convicting, the alarm goes off, and we start to defend ourselves. Um, our favorite strategy is to rationalize sin instead of repenting it. I don't know who quoted that, but I have it written down, and th- and that's pretty true. You know, of of we try to rationalize the things that we're being called out on, and go, ah, you know, it's not that bad. I'm definitely not as bad as that guy. You know. Uh, but instead, when we come to the application, remember, it's about life change. It's about laying things down. It's about confronting the things that you see in scripture and the things that God is revealing to you and the things that you see in yourself and like, how do they clash and do they need to be fixed? And what what do you need to do to, to get to that point of being like Christ in this manner? Uh, as older we get, we the better we know how to word things to make it sound like things are good and right and in order. Uh, you know, I, I want to be a person that completely ri- relies on God all the time and Jesus and his redemptive work in me. And so I want to be a person that is willing to talk about my faults and failures and sins. Um, however, as I get older, I realize, you know, like I got a name to maintain, I got a family to represent, you know, like all these things, there's, there's that struggle. Uh, but when it comes to application, we are learning to give up our control to God to let him have his way within us. Um, So let's see, don't substitute an emotional experience for a choice of the will. will. Uh, Again, we've talked about that. Just, that's a good one to to remember. Mm, Let's see, four steps to to, uh, application. And then we'll finish off with this. This is the last little bit. These are the four steps um, of application. Actually, we might go a little bit further. Uh, to know, we, we definitely want to know, uh, we definitely want to relate, uh, what I mean by that is application affects every area of our life, and so we really want to, um, let the application in us be something that we actually relate to, that we actually uh, can glean from, that we can actually just keep on growing from, and so, uh, remembering the process of, you don't want to just, uh, stay surface level you want you want to let things be revealed in you that need to be changed things that need to be exposed um let's see we want to meditate we want to practice scripture all these are points of application just seeing if there's anything we didn't cover um all right no i think that's it um, I want us to think for a moment we're, we are going to go back to a story that we looked at last video when we talked about interpretation, observation, and it was in the process of Mark 2. So this is where we'll finish off. Um, in Mark 2, we, we read this story of Jesus healing the paralytic man. And let me give us some examples of what we could come out with. So we observed that he's in Capernaum, that he's been there for a, a few days after certain events happened uh, that were pretty significant. Um, He is now teaching people the law. There's nobody room for anybody to stand. So we started asking questions like, okay, what does that mean? How big was this place? How mad do you think the owner was when, you know, these other people are digging holes in his roof? Uh, Did they repay that? Did they fix that? Uh, What did Jesus do when, when I imagine like some dust is like falling on his head while he's teaching? Do you think that he stopped or do you think that he just, continue to teach as if like I'm just gonna ignore this whatever Uh, What do you think the scribe thought whenever Jesus read his mind? Um, And then all those things led us to this point that ultimately I think even the the gospel writer Mark was trying to say As well is that Jesus was claiming to have the authority not only to forgive sins, but also to give uh, sight back to the blind to give lame legs the ability to walk to heal people in all sorts of different ways That Jesus became is here, and He's the ultimate authority. Um, That could be a great thing as an interpretation to pull from this, and uh, I I think that's one that a lot of people would lean on after reading that that little section of Mark two. But for the application, you know, we can look at it and and say, okay, well, well, how does this apply to me? Uh, What can I get from this? That'll activate something in me, transform, impact my life in a way that. Uh, that God wants to right now. So here's some things that you could take from that. There are four types of people mentioned in this story. Which one are you? Okay, so if we have this idea of we, we were there, we heard Jesus say that he has the authority, we saw this happen. Um, what does that mean for him to be able to forgive sins? We, on the other side of all of this, can now see the results of what, what that means and what Jesus is pointing towards with his death and resurrection. Uh, but what about this? The crowd. Uh, that's one group of people. They're just there. They are uh, probably like a lot of Christians that we know that they're just kind of listening into the word and maybe nothing significant really happening, but they're, they're always amazed and wowed by Jesus. That's not a bad thing, but uh, maybe that's somewhere you can relate. Are you in the crowd with everybody? Are you someone like the scribe who is always questioning and doubting in their heart? Maybe always criticizing uh, the things that you see in the in the church or uh, with the Lord if, as you read these texts and these scriptures? Do you is that something that the Lord might want to bring up in you of like how do you reconcile and have deeper faith in Him? Um, what about the paralytic? I think about the paralytic uh, as. Um, probably not too keen on the idea of being embarrassed in front of everybody. Uh, at least I, I would probably be embarrassed. You know, you think about living life on a mat and how many other, you know, quote-unquote healers might have come into your region and and how many times has he done this before yet it hasn't worked or how many remedies has he tried to, to, to just be better, just to feel better, just to maybe be able to walk again someday. Uh, what is this guy's emotional response on a day-to-day Uh, as he thinks about being paralyzed Um, what was that like during that time you know um, maybe you might be be like that and maybe that's something in you of you've given up hope Um, you want something great but everything you try just keeps failing Uh, you're tired of putting yourself out there and, and nothing coming from it or maybe you're like the friend's um, because this is the last group we're going to talk about. The friends in this story are uh, people that really demonstrate what it looks like to to throw all you know all of it out and just say you know we don't care if we're embarrassed we don't care if we're turned away we don't care what it takes to get our friend to this man named Jesus. Um, uh, they've heard the stories. They've seen maybe seen some of the stuff that he's done. They had this faith that, uh, of like as small as a mustard seed is what Jesus would say is all we need. And they, they demonstrate that, what that looks like to have faith. Um, maybe we identify with those type of people and we're just faithfully praying for people in our life to come to know Jesus. What, what is a thing that I could do if I'm in that category uh, that would bring my friends to Jesus? Um, much like they bring this paralytic to Jesus and lay him at their feet. How can I do that and get that for my friends? You see, application is thinking that way, that you know, it's confronting things in me that maybe I doubt in certain uh, areas. God, would you reveal to me how I might be doubting? Would you reveal to me how I might just be kind of casually there? I'm not really active in the story. I'm not really doing anything. Uh, You know, I'm just kind of, my response is just kind of normal, you know uh what are ways that you're calling me to step out and be more like the friends or maybe i feel like the paralytic and and god what are things that i need to cling to right now because i've given up hope but i see in this story so so has this man and and yet you healed him lord uh you know god i want to be a person that would just trust you and be excited about you and can you imagine this paralytic man after he raises Uh, up for the first time in however long who knows maybe his whole life and uh can you imagine him just you know touching his legs at the end of the day and being like I can feel that you know I can move how excited that must be And, and especially if he lived in the same village his whole life and everybody else would see it too do you think that he would be like oh yeah it's cool you know, something happened to me. That's all right. You know, like I imagine he'd be out and about telling everybody that he could about this miracle that just happened. And this man who did it that said, Hey, I also forgive you of your sins, you know? Um, and that same offer is extended to each and every one of us. So that's, that's what we're trying to get to. That's what application is. Um, That's the, illustration i want to give as we kind of work through observation we work through interpretation we work through application and now we go on to the next portion of text and this is life you know you could come back you could come back to that whole point you could come back to the story i just walked through it with you guys and i'm like man i once felt like the paralytic but now i kind of feel like the crowd you know um that happens and um We continue to let scripture wash over us and challenge us. And and we hold up that mirror and say, where do I need to be shaped or changed? So friends, I appreciate you guys being part of this course with me. And like I said, I would love to give you all uh, any kind of supplements I can to help you grow in your faith. And I hope that someday we get to do this live and that we can kind of do some workshops together to to really learn and investigate what it looks like to be a Bible student, because I think it's it's such a gift that we have. Um, but I'm thankful for whoever watched this um, and made it this far. And if you did, uh, congrats. I know it was a lot, and I know it was a, a big portion even of my life to go back through all this myself. But um, I'm I'm so thankful that I was asked to and that there was a demand for it in the first place. And uh, I hope that helps. So observation, interpretation, application of a book that we have been given uh, through the, this heritage of people that fought and died for you and I to have it, to be able to read it. Um, and not only that, but for the way that God has preserved it throughout time of his words, of his inspired thing that he's given to other people to write to us or for us um, of what he wants to communicate because we serve a talkative God that really wants to let us know what he has to say. And not only does he like it's not he's not done talking. He still uses the words that he's already spoken to talk to us and remind us and encourage us and lead us as well as uh, he just he continues to shape our 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 lives through his loving kindness of uh, just being with us and uh, his spirit uh, mediating, talking to us, loving on us. So I, I pray that you're blessed and uh, thank you again. I'm going to pray us out and we'll be done. Oh, Lord, we love you, and we worship you, and we praise you, and we know that you are good. Would you make us the people that you have in mind for us to be, Lord? Would you also remind us that you love us exactly where we're at, whether we're the scribe or the paralytic or the crowd or the friends, Lord, where you're meeting us right here where we're at, Lord? You're not disappointed in us. You love us, Lord, but you have so much for us, and we just ask that we'd step into that that uh, reality that there's new creation every day that you were just bringing out in us as you are, uh, the old has made its way out and the new is making its way in. Your kingdom is coming and it is here already, Lord. Help us understand what you say to us and help us respond and not only just cry out, Lord, Lord, but also, Lord, how would you want us to respond? And then would we have the the strength, the endurance, the motivation to actually do it Thank you, Jesus, for this time and the resources that we have to do this. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Be blessed.